The following is a hoop ball presentation. Regulators, you regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too, but you can't be any geek off the street. Got to be handy with the steal if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators, mount up. It was a clear black night. Ball in, ball out. It's a hoop ball presentation. Welcome back, folks, to your favorite Lakers podcast. This is Eric Noble, joined by my lovely co-host, Dan Bezris, Eli Bowen. Hello, Eric. Howdy. What's up, guys? What's happening? We should just do this whole show in NPR voices. <laughs> I'm glad you suggested that, because my voice yeah. is kind of tired today. <laughs> I, I'm going big. We have, we have a yeah, big... Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Eric doesn't like the idea. I, I Up a loss, like maybe we'll do that. Yeah, we, we have a big show today. We have a lot for you guys, you listeners out there. Didn't we have we had a shout yeah, first of big all shout out. big big huge shout out Albert Dayan and hopefully we're pronouncing that right Albert Dayan yeah it could, it be Dayan. Be, it Dayan. could be Dayan Dayan Albert Albert we Dayan. love you man big fan of the show we saw you tweeting for us anything you can keep doing to help spread the word that's awesome as Eli said you might be a Russian bot <laughs> yeah or one of our friends just made an alias on yeah Twitter. yeah yeah exactly but yeah. we hope not we. We really appreciate your fandom. We love you, even if you are in just Moscow right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the breakdown for the show today. We'll do a, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we want to break down the Charlotte game. That will not take very long. And then we want to go into a, a few bits. We have a, a new starting five for you guys. And then Eli wants to uh, roll out an awesome game show experience. Hey, all right. Hey, all right. <laughs> I'm so excited about the game yeah. show. I, 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 yeah. I, it's going to be a disaster. I'm, all right. I'm okay with that. I'm, yeah. I'm geeked up for it. I'm excited yeah, for the game show. Yeah, let's do it. I, can I also take a minute at some point mid-show to clown on the thunder? Oh, absolutely. We can always find time to clown on the thunder. Do you want to do thunder. that right now, Dan? Oh, you want to open with that? Yeah, yeah. Open how's with life? Clowning. How's life in Oklahoma? Is uh, is what I'm I'm calling this moment in the program. Uh, the Thunder still suck. Yeah, they still though they did pull one out of their butts last night. Yeah, against Memphis. They should have completely lost that game. That was a nightmare. They should not be competing with the Memphis Grizzlies. They were favored by five on the road, which again, you go back to uh, line setting is generally about a three three and a half point home court thing. So. Odds makers have them as about an eight-point neutral side favorite over the Grizzlies, and they beat them in... Was that in overtime, or was that... No, it was a buzzer end beater. of regulation. Okay, it was a buzzer beater regardless. Memphis but, blew it. A guy bricked free throws at the end. Yeah, they're, Oklahoma's terrible. And with every game that Victor, Victor Oladipo looks awesome, and Oklahoma looks terrible, and Paul George is fine, but Carmelo's generally stinks... Yeah, Carmelo, I think, looks done. He looks cooked. And Paul Russell, George looks like the best player on that team yeah, these Yeah, Russell Westbrook, just not fun to play with. We've no. all played with guys who are really good and not fun, and he's one of the, he's the best one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I still yes. think they're going to be a really fun playoff team. I'm going to be really yeah. excited about whatever matchup that is. It's going to play out exactly like we want it. They're going to have a fun playoff little run, and then we're going to get Paul George. Mm -hmm. Yep, I think that's right. Because, I mean, at this point, I feel like we've seen enough to... It looks to me like that first tier of teams is Houston and Golden oh, State in the Houston. in the West, and I put I put Houston maybe above Golden State right now. Could be. I put them just behind, just yeah, behind. They're they like have one in one A. Yeah. Uh, Houston does that thing where, well, the Warriors, I should say, and I've talked about this before. They do that thing where they just sw they just level you with a giant tidal right. wave. Five minutes of game time and you're just done. And Houston, it takes like 
nine minutes to do that to you. Yeah, I'm really rooting against James Harden because my LeBron MVP bet is the only bet I have that's still in contention at this point. <laughs> it's still got a good shot because Harden has help, yeah. which is sort of the difference. LeBron doesn't. I mean, Kevin Love's been pretty good this year. But... He'll get Isaiah Thomas and that'll help. But Yeah, but if you talk about MVP, just guys that are winning games on their own, people are going to look at LeBron. I think your bet has legs. It has legs. All right, Eric, keep us on track, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So... Oh, Donovan Mitchell bet looks pretty good, too. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay, Eric. Also, if James Harden doesn't win the MVP, I want you to win your money. But if he doesn't, in my opinion, that's a travesty. Cause I... A travesty, Eric. A travesty? <laughs> travesty is a, a big word. But Who's the best player in the league? He's been so good for the I last know. two years. He should have won the, that one year where Steph won. The yeah. second Steph year, he should have won. Even last and the year, Russ would, been he should have so... won last year. He should have won You're twice. making my point for me. <laughs> exactly. But, it, but LeBron, in some ways, should have won the last eight years. Absolutely. Yeah. But he's won how many yes. times now? If it's anyone, yeah. <laughs> Only, tw- uh, no, four? Four times, yeah. Four times? James Harden needs one. He's You're been, right. And I'm not a one. Okay. You're totally right that he sh- deserves one. Can we make this rule where if the league has to change its own rules because of you, you get an MVP award just because? Because James Harden has forced the league to change rules on foul shots like three years in a row. Yeah, it's true. There's not as much continuation, right? Yep. Continuation they've changed. The rip through they've changed. All of these things were Harden. And he's forced the league to change it, and he still gets to the line like 14 times. By the way, I really like the non-continuation rule, because one thing I really noticed about that Charlotte game is it, I was go- like, I had something to do after the game, and I was like, okay, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to leave in time. And the game finished in like two hours and two minutes, because there was just no free throws. It's great. They yeah. took away continuation, they took away timeouts, and I'm like, that's perfect. That's like a movie-length... So we're going to jump into the the Charlotte game, but before that, which was a nice win for us, before that, a little housekeeping. Eli, you had a nice sighting over, oh, over yeah. the interval. Lakers oh, sighting. Oh, my God. Guys, it was great. So my wife and I went to go see the disaster artist in Marina Del Rey, and we were early. So we were like, I don't even know what that is. It's a movie with James Franco about the making of the movie The Room. Oh, my God. That it's, looks amazing. It's, it's excellent. I highly recommend. Yeah. I highly recommend. Uh, so anyway, we're cruising around. There's not much good choices in the uh, Marina Del Rey area. Um, and we see Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. And we're like, let's go to Ruth's Chris. Also, you guys need to celebrate. Didn't Joanna just get nominated? For That's a- right. Yeah, That's huge right. deal. Shout out to Joanna. Shout that out is Joanna. so awesome. Congratulations. A Writers Guild Award nomination. My, my wife and the show BoJack Horseman, which for which she writes, which is excellent. I also highly recommend that. So there was good reason to go to this steakhouse. Yeah. There was good reason. It's a celebration. Well, don't worry, guys, because we didn't actually eat there because they were full. <laughs> but we did go to it, and we were scouting spaces in the bar, and I see a large man in a pink shirt like macking on a woman like it was a 19 like 93 R&B like boys to men video describe the woman for us well i'm going to try not to get myself in trouble with any possible people who could be listening to this but she was what i would describe as foin <laughs> So not fine, <laughs> but like foin. Can you pull up the Pablo Francisco comedy bit where he does the R and B guys, and you don't have to do it mid show. But yes, I, I that would like. To, yeah, it was. Yeah. it was like that vibe. Um, she was like a honey in like a red dress. <laughs> Definitely, I would say like a good fifteen, twenty years his junior. Right. That's um, a average. key, a key, couple of key details. He was wearing a uh, <laughs> Bluetooth earpiece nice while talking to her so just like had that in 
just in case something came up. Do people still up. wear those? Yes. I think well, only middle-aged black, black men, men yeah. still wear those. <laughs> yeah. It's a look. Uh, and it looked like the date was going really well. Apologies if he's married and that was not his wife. I do not mean to get him in trouble, but I think he's single. Anyway, he was doing I, the halftime show the Wait, next day. So, did, did you even say who it was? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I completely buried the lead. Uh, big shot, Robert Ory. Big shot, Bob. Big, big shot. shot, Bob. I saw looking, it. looking like not a day past his prime. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you make that many big shots, you last forever. I uh, think he was going to make a big shot later <laughs> that evening. <laughs> hey, oh. I saw a uh, a guy that looked to be. Like a condo builder, I, don't, I mean, not a contractor, but the guy that was actually in charge. He was also wearing a, a Bluetooth headset. Yeah. I've seen. So now we've we've both witnessed that once. It's in the a last. look. It's a look. Can I also tell a Robert Ory story? Because when when I heard that you had a Robert Ory story, uh, another guy we went to high school with chimed in that he also has a Big Shot Bob story. But this is from 15 years ago. Uh, apparently, this is a shout out. Richard Rosner snuck yeah, into baby. a party uh, yaha, on the yaha. Paramount lot. Yeah, that's right, yaha yaha, uh, and and tried to get a picture with Robert Ory, who was hitting on Tracy Bingham from Baywatch at the time. Okay, so we're we're seeing a theme yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> and he was snubbed. No picture was taken. No autograph was given. So he, I think Richard has. Beef I want to say Bob. that's the right move. Like I I I support people's turning down autographs and being bothered, generally speaking. Especially well, if you're in the middle of a Mac Daddy session. <laughs> yeah, that's really the key Trying here. to go, like, new edition on a, on a foin, honey. <laughs> you got to give him space, man. So, anything... Did, did you get to talk to Big Shot Bob? No. No, I would never do that. You should have bought him, like, a martini. That's the thing. I would have I done a classic move of sending over a bottle of, of our cheapest wine. <laughs> and, a t- and a T-bone steak. But we didn't end up eating there, which is probably for the best, because I would have just stared at him the whole time. <laughs> You know, I went to a Ruth Chris in Woodland Hills, and I saw uh, Cedric the Entertainer there. I also didn't bother him. By the way, it was a, I would say, 85 to 90% uh, black crowd. Really? At, at That's Ruth interesting. Chris. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I have no idea. They love Ruth Chris. I, uh, I ran into former Warriors coach Mike Montgomery this week also. Not very different. I don't different think crowd. I know who that is. Uh, so he coached the Warriors briefly. I remember Eric coached... Musselman. Yeah, Jeff Bazdelic, I think, was also a Warriors coach briefly. No, or was he name. Kings? Uh, it was on San Vicente, right here in, on the west side. I was pushing the kid in a stroller, and I saw a guy in a bright Warriors cap approaching. And he stopped to, it's like, googie-choo the, the kid or whatever. Uh, and it, it took me a minute, but then I put the pieces together. And so he actually coached Cal basketball. He coached Stanford briefly. He's actually my ball in for the last couple of days because the Lakers were crushing it. But it was kind of cool to have your one-year-old admired by a former NBA head coach. That's wonderful. Yeah. That was fun. Maybe he's... His he, great taste. Yeah. He saw some talent, maybe. That's, yeah, it ain't going to be... Right. It's not going to be hype. He saw maybe coaching talent. Asher needs to be practicing on the hoop I got him, and then he uh, does. it's all going to come That's together right. for he you. He just right. needs to learn the X's and O's, man, because we, we Hebrews have a rich history of coaching really good basketball Dan, what, teams. what did you think were the percentages of your spawn be entering the NBA? <laughs> I was actually really hoping that there's no chance, because if this kid turns out to be anything over, like, 5'9", He's not my kid. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and I have a lot to be worried yeah, about. Fantastic. Yeah. He's it's probably gonna... Robert Ory's kid. <laughs> might be. I'm glad my wife is out for a jog right now. Uh, she might not know who Robert Ory is. I've done a very wow. poor job of instilling Lakers into, into Dr. Jessica Bespris. Yeah, you need to do that more. I got her into baseball. It was one out of two. I failed on the basketball front. 
There's still time. All right. Second piece of housekeeping, the terms of the classic Eric Eli bet. Yes, yes. Ah, let's, we, re, let's rehash the bet. What, what's the bet on? The bet is on whether or not the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. I am, be, I am saying, yes, they will. Eric is saying, no, they won't. I'm clearly wrong, but maybe there's a I, glimmer of hope. I really hope you're right. That we've had a nice two-game winning streak. A little nice streak. You know what's nice about the Charlotte game? It felt like a game that we were supposed to win and we won, which is the first feeling I've, time I've had that feeling this year. Exactly. Okay, All right, Eric, so go we, ahead. We have some listener input. Okay. Really, uh, is it Albert Dion? <laughs> is it from your grandfather? We're establishing some nice relationships <laughs> yeah. with our listeners right now. That's right. No, so uh, a few people have given their feedback. The okay. first one comes uh, from a gentleman actually in New York oh. by, by the name of Josh B., he, um, <laughs> oh, oh. So Josh B. from New York that says that if Eli loses, I really like this one, he needs to try out for The Voice. Oh, <laughs> outstanding. So for all of our listeners, Eli actually has an amazing voice. He's a really good singer. Uh, yeah, you got you got singing in your jeans, And we've always oh been God. wanting him to try out for American Idol or whatever other show there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So what, what are your thoughts about that one? Um, I'm... This is not a cop out, but I'm not sure that contractually I'm able to because I've worked for NBC before. But I will fi- I will find out. I am I am open to it as a prospect. Fantastic. Do any okay. what other NBC has the voice? What are the ones the other networks have? Well, so what? there's a new one called The Four <laughs> for Fox, which I know because I'm randomly working on a Fox show right now that we have to promote The Four on, which we can save that conversation off air. But uh, yeah, in American Idol, they're bringing back with oh, nice. uh, Katy Perry. Does the X Factor still exist? I don't know if the X Factor exists. I know America's Got Talent. Exists. So you wouldn't okay, be I, totally I'm not opposed. opposed to that. I'm not opposed right. to that. His alternative suggestion: there were a, a few others from other people, but his alternative was to, if not that, to do like a slam poetry or like freestyle rap <laughs> competition. <laughs> um, okay, so Levon P from LA uh-huh. also gave another. Oh suggestion. Who are these people? Oh yeah, my God. who are these guys? Uh, Levon P says that if Eli loses, he needs to enter an amateur bodybuilding competition, <laughs> and, uh. and he needs to do everything but lift weights, i.e., tanning, speedo, <laughs> oiling, etc. Okay, well that's fantastic. Just I want to call I want to call attention to a previous moment with aforementioned oh. Levon P. Unless it's just happens to be two Levon yeah, there are P's a lot of Levon P's in L.A. Yeah. But uh, Levon P. When we were in high school. Um, had you a house guest. Interesting. Had a house guest um, who was this weird. I think he was like Australian or I don't know where he was from, but he was this weird dude who was really into bodybuilding. <laughs> and Levon, unbeknownst to me, told him that I my dream was to become a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> so then, by the way, at, at, this po- at this point, I was probably like six foot, but like 145 pounds or something. Like I was a beanpole. I was in like ninth grade. So this poor man came up to me and very like earnestly and sincerely was like, hey, so uh, I got to tell you, you're kind of an endomorph. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know that you're going to be able to put on the proper body mass. He was really shooting down your, your dreams. And I, Well, I had no idea what the hell he was talking about because I didn't know that this was my dream yet. So I was like, Levon, this weird dude was telling me that I, like, don't have the, like, shoulders to, like, support a bodybuilding career. I've never heard the term endomorph before. Yeah, I think, I I was, I think he made it up. I went to medical school. It was, never something, heard it was something that, like, meant that, like... I just Googled it. Is it is it a real thing? In bodybuilding lingo. 
meaning it's not really a real word. An endomorph is a person whose bulking period is marked by a large amount of fat gain in addition to muscle gain and whose cutting period is marked by a long and difficult attempt at fat loss. So I think he said you, no, could, get, think... you could get fat, but you couldn't drop the fat. Well, I think maybe then I made up, I got the wrong thing. Because I don't it was the the, the I mean, notion of it was that I was too skinny and too yeah. narrow. I think this might be that might be the same because then it's like you can't get bulky. yeah maybe maybe I you could just put get on fat, like yeah you could is, maybe get which fat which is definitely true because I think a lot like a lot of bodybuilders have to eat a ton right they have to yeah. eat a ton and then they try to drop whatever the excess is yeah and this is like well you could eat a ton and you could get fat but and there'd be some muscle underneath it but you couldn't drop the fat. All right, Eric. I'm still. I'm. I'm still. Well, cons- what about, I'll consider that. Did well, either also, of you bets? already have a, a speedo from your visit to me spe- in Rio? I do own a red speedo. <laughs> so that's yeah. Okay. Wait. So, Levan- and I tan easily. Oh, ahead, what about yeah. your side? Did either of them say what happens if you? If no, Eric- no this- one thinks I'm gonna win. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. Only need to get one side. Well, yeah. Well, we're gonna get to that, Dan. That's a very good hmm. point. Uh, Levon P's second suggestion, though, is if Eli loses, he has to wear a wig of shame to dinner one evening. Oh, okay. Uh, I know what that is, too. That's a pretty easy one. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have one more uh, listener input from Nick M. from New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if Eli loses the bet, he needs to frost his tips. Oh, oh I like God. that one a lot. These are all very good, by the way. Nick, Nick M.'s second suggestion is a really good one, too. Uh, you have to sport a goatee. Also well, very strong. Well, I, <laughs> think, I think you could combine those the go, two. The goatee and the... <laughs> what if I did? What if I wore a speedo with a goatee and frosted tips while auditioning for The Voice? <laughs> you does definitely, that, does that count? You, you, would, you would be my hero. That's all amazing. Right, well, hey, those are up. all very good suggestions. Um, maybe we should put that. We should make like a Twitter poll. Yeah, I need see, to learn how to make a poll. see who picks that. It's not that hard, I don't think. I think okay. we can do that and I'll see what people select. But they also, all three of them did comment, well, we, there, there is a possibility. Crazier things have happened than the That's Lakers true. making the right. playoffs. Okay. So we need to figure out what the terms of my... Okay, great. Well, maybe be. I'll reach out to similar <laughs> listeners <laughs> okay. uh, and we'll have the second half of the bet uh, right. settled next week. Very good. Thank you yeah. for the contribution. Yeah, great listener contribution. Thank you. We're going to make a Twitter poll about this. All right, let's get to the game. Let's get to the game. Mm. Uh, Dan, what was the, a little bit of the box score? Sure, yeah, let's break it down. Lakers' final score uh, defeated the Charlotte Hornets 110-99, to uh, led by Jordan Clarkson, who had 22 off the bench, yeah, five baby. rebounds, six assists, and a steal. Kyle Kuzma, double-double, 12-14. and 14. Eli sporting his hoodie, I'm yeah. sure. Hitting uh, those boards. I was wearing the hoodie as the game went on. Yes. That's right. Uh, Brooke Lopez, you, not dead, contrary to what you may have heard, had 13-4. and four. KCP had 15, uh, Julius Randle a, st- a solid 12-6 and six contribution off the bench, and Brandon Ingram had a uh, relatively inefficient game by all accounts, at least you know compared to a lot of his recent games. He still had 18, uh, but it took him 16 shots to get there. Hornets were led by Kemba Walker and Dwight Howard. Oh, they, they, weren't, they weren't led by my favorite guy that I learned about just the other day. Who's Johnny, Johnny O'Brien. O'Brien. Yes. <laughs> Johnny O'Brien had a good game. He had 11 and 7. Oh, he sure did. Minutes. Best name ever. He did took not, 15 shots in 16 didn't minutes. Didn't look like a Johnny O'Brien. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no. He's, he's a big dude. He's much bigger dude than What are you getting at, Eli? Uh, I'm, <laughs> what are you yeah. getting at, man? You picturing Wait. an Irishman? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, he's not, I was not a red. Imagining a leprechaun and not a 6'9 black guy. Yeah, he's a big dude. Uh, but it was a good win. I mean, you know, by all accounts, it was, we've talked about schedule losses on this podcast. This was a schedule win. Charlotte was coming off, uh, an overtime game the night before. They're without Jeremy Lamb. They're without Cody Zeller. They're without Frank Kaminsky. 
Nick Batum was questionable for this game with elbow soreness, the same elbow that caused him to miss the first six weeks of the season. Uh, and the Lakers had had a rest day in between their game against Philadelphia and this one. They should have won it. They were way deeper than Charlotte. It took them a little longer. Yeah, I we thought. wore we wore them down, and and that's what happened. That's what needed to happen, and and it did. So it was a good, you know, like you said, Eli. This was a game that, even though the schedule makers had the Lakers as an underdog by like three points on paper, this is a game that I think a lot of people expected them to have at least a good chance to win, and and they did by eleven. It was yeah, we're we're pretty better, easy. We're better than them. Yeah, we're better. Like at this point, I'm kind of like, oh right, that's a team we're better than. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, their only hope in that game was actually Dwight Howard, oddly enough. Because Dude, he and Dwight Kemba... Looks, Dwight looks good. They, Dwight looks like PED, like PED'd over the summer or something. You think there's a little going on? I I mean, I don't know. He just... He looked done last year. Like, completely done. Absolutely. Well, in Houston, yeah. he looked horrible. And now he looks like circa, like, 2009 Dwight. So, you guys seeing him play, what came up for you? What emotions? Uh, mostly what hatred. <laughs> <laughs> mostly blind hate. Eric, you wrote something. Yeah. We have a we have a Google document that we referred to before the game, and you wrote something that I I agree with a hundred percent. But I want to let you Ooh, say it. So I, yeah, I actually didn't feel any ill will to him seeing him do Interesting. well. But Interesting. yeah, there there is a, there is an exception. It it reminded me of all the times when he was on the Lakers where he would make a he would just play defense and then make a really bad foul and yeah. then complain by smiling he yeah. had this dumb, yeah. the dumb smile, smile on his face yeah that dumb smile oh it just burns I, me yeah it gets me every time it's weird for a guy to just have kind of like a personality like and that be like their main defect as an athlete yeah like i actually feel like in his case that was the thing that held him back was just like that oh he yeah has a bad personality did you guys ever read that long form article about how he refused to run the high pick and roll yes. with Steve Nash. Yes. Oh, that made me so upset. Can yeah. you imagine? I mean, oh I know goodness. that Steve Nash only played 50 games that year, right. and Dwight only played like 45. But if they ran the high pick and roll like Steve and Amari Stoudemire, they would have been unstoppable. He still doesn't really have that much of a post game. I know he thinks no he does. No post game. But, yeah. Stop it, Dwight, with the post. It's a, it's like the Rajon Rondo thing, but a big man instead of a little right. guy. If he'd just do the stuff... That could make him great. Yeah. He'd be unbelievable. But he insists on doing the things that make him happy, and he brings teams down in that way. Yeah. That's why I kind of liked seeing him do well. It reminded us how much talent he has. Yeah. But I like seeing how much talent that he ultimately wasted. That's right. Yeah, yeah. This is a perfect place for him, too. It's like oh, no yeah. pressure. He can None. just hang out, and they'll maybe make the eight seed. The Carolinas. Yeah. The Ke- yeah. I mean, well, you know, the Kemba-Dwight pick-and-roll was actually pretty good because i like kemba kemba's good he's really good he's, he's like yeah. he's ultra consistent too which is so hard in the modern nba to just be he good. looks really small he is like small. lonzo was much bigger than him kemba's like i think he's like a roster six one yeah which means right, he's probably five, five ten. Nine. yeah, yeah. <laughs> lonzo came out of the gates hot and yeah he did and then that he set a good tone for us but yeah, then he kind of he cooled off a little well, bit he got two fouls and then stopped one guy I, I just want us to talk a little more about, we haven't talked too much on the podcast, is Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, he's yeah. great. This was his game. This was, I mean, he's been good all season. Yeah. I, I, and the Sixth Man of the Year award. Uh, I, right? He's got to be in the shortlist. The, the only short reason list. he's not going to get it is because Lou Williams is still coming off the bench. Even though he's right. more than good enough to be starting for the Clippers. But he's a better Clippers. defender than Lou Williams. Oh, by a lot. That's so dumb that Lou... <laughs> I mean, right. the Clippers team, he should definitely be starting. Oh, on that yeah. Team. They're oh, starting. That's so annoying. Austin Rivers and, like, Jawan Evans, I think. 
And that's Asher Bespris, yeah. who's getting better at talking every week. <laughs> and he wants JC <laughs> contributor. Be, yeah. Hey, what do you think about Jordan Clarkson, Ash? Good oh, point. Oh, yeah, <laughs> microphone shy. Okay, here's the uh, the first few lines of the ESPN summary of the game. Uh, here it is. Jordan Clarkson believes he's figured out the key to his NBA success. Fried chicken in scary movies. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, here's the second I line. Love stories is, like that. Yeah. The 25-year-old Clarkson said he brought some food into a movie theater and just chilled out on his night off between <laughs> games. You guys were and so right. And it helped right. him immensely. Oh, my God. You guys were so right. Oh, we really were talking about like that. what they'd be doing on their days off on the road trip. Yeah, we pretty much nailed this you, one. You said museum, but it was movie, and that's in the same category. <laughs> so I have so many questions about this little anecdote. A, what movie did he see? I think he saw... Okay, Coco? that's a really good question. Yeah, but, maybe Coco. Well, he said scary movie. Oh, scary oh. movie. It is it still in theaters? I don't know. What is the Medea's new like Boo Three or something? <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> that's scary, terrible. But I don't know that it's scary, scary. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll I pull hate up horror movies, so I'm the wrong person to ask. What movie did you see again last night? I saw Disaster Artist. You don't think he saw Disaster Artist? Maybe he saw I Tanya, the Tanya Hardy one. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, so that's a. What movie did you see? Did he roll Dolo to this movie? He doesn't mention going there with anyone else. And it, it helps me visualize the story a lot more if Jordan Clarkson just took a bucket of fried chicken yeah. on his own <laughs> yeah. to a movie theater in North Carolina to yeah, watch that feels right. to watch I Tanya or something. That feels right. Yeah. Second or no, third is isn't even allowed to bring outside food into the movie theater. It's frowned upon. <laughs> There's a few theaters I think where you can do it, right? Like a you, handful? You can't. My wife's mother is famous for taking in her own food and making a ton <laughs> of noise in the in the, the theater, which is which has been a, a major source of of grief in their their household. That's fair. both both of a source of delight and grief in their household. Also, if you're gonna bring in a food, fried chickens are really it's really intense. That's a really that's like either that or a tuna sandwich. My mom brings in apple slices and it's very disruptive. <laughs> yeah, you want to go something you want to go soft. Right? Yeah, soft. you want like mush. I'm looking for anything out right now that would be considered a scary movie. You're right, Eric. By the way, Boo Two is in theaters right now, but I don't think that. <laughs> So there was a boo uh, jigsaw. one. Jigsaw is in the Oh, right now. Jigsaw. I Maybe bet on Jigsaw. That. Yeah. That's basically it. Everything else is like Christmas, Christmas, well, animated Christmas. So just to recap, Suburbicon. he went to a movie alone with a bucket of fried chicken in North Carolina and then had a great game. Great That's game. Right. Okay. That's right. So we just got to repeat that recipe this whole time. Beautiful. Let me say this. If he did go with someone on the team. Julius. I would think it'd be Julius because they really play well together and i think that's what turned this game was the the two-man game the the pick and roll between julius and jordan they have so much chemistry together yeah i think they came in as rookies didn't they i think together? so i think and so I think they just look like boys they do yeah they do and i think it's going to be well we gave uh clarkson an extension and did not give julius an extension so theoretically jordan is more part of the future than julius right but, Imagine, yeah, imagine if they break up. That's going to be sad. It is going to be to sad. To see those two. It is going to be sad. They really played well off each other. I thought they turned the tide in that game. They what should are... turn the tide in that game. They were going up against the Charlotte bench, which the five guys that played in that game that came off the Charlotte bench were uh, Eli's favorite player, Johnny O'Brien. Love Johnny O'Brien. Former Rookie of the Year, Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah. Yeah, he has a he has a trophy on his mantle. Right? I actually liked being remembered that that happened because that that shows me there's less correlation between being a good rookie and That's being right. a good NBA player. Yeah, it's garbage. He's uh, also um he also is my new Darren Williams 
award for worst hair in the league. Oh, what is Michael it Carter like Williams? Right now? It looks almost exactly the same as Darren Williams. <laughs> Just like greasy and like combed forward, and then like the the like Roman cut along like, that a what, line oh, on the front. Doesn't that what Ennis has on our team? It's a similar Eric, but very astute. A, it, it's similar to Ennis. But it looks better on Ennis. It doesn't look bad on Ennis. Is it that looks just very bad on Michael, Car- Michael Carter. Someone Williams. who isn't accepting a receding hairline. Yes. Because sometimes but you just kind of have good, to lean into it. But it's never a, <laughs> it's never the right move. No. Yeah, this forward. I mean, I can show you guys right now what it would look like if I combed my hair forward. Nature always wins. Nature always. The other guys coming off their bench, Travion Graham. Have you nope. heard of him before? Nope. No, no, never. Uh, Dwayne Bacon. That, that's I was I was liking that's Dwayne when Dwayne Bacon came in. It's a that's, great name. That is not a kosher name. And Malik Monk, who's yeah, actually he, not terrible, but he didn't do much though. I no. he, did, he hardly played. What, what were his minutes? Uh, twenty minutes, two points. Oh, yeah, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even notice him. I mean, they're they're just they're banged up. Four of their best players are hurt, and they've made a lot of sort of weird moves over the last. It's a couple weird. Of years. It's a weird roster. I liked when they had Kemba and Batum kind of running the show, and I. I don't like that they brought in Dwight Howard. He, I know he's been playing better, but he's a disruptor. Yeah. There were a lot of hyphenate in, uh, players in that game, too. Yeah. Kid Michael Gilchrist. Kid Gilchrist, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah. Three hyphenates. Yeah. That's too many names. That was a fun team when they had um, Jeremy Lin on there. Yeah. They had like, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. fun playoff series. Who did they play? Was it the Cavs? I think they had a... Yeah, yeah they, they were feisty. Smoked. Yeah, exactly. And they... Oh, I like Jeremy Lin. I do, too. Yeah. Also, yeah. him and uh, Jordan Clarkson were the first uh, Asian American backcourt. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. What? He's he's, he's half Filipino. Oh. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, I'll look be damned. Yeah. Look at All that. All right, Eric. Little known facts. <laughs> Eric, oh, bring, yeah, good. Drop good call. the knowledge. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I didn't know the that. Doctor is in. Hold on. <laughs> mm, there you go. So me knowing that Jordan Clarkson is half Filipino qualifies yeah, me as dude, an ad hoc doctor. That's right. I just Amazing. I just had to have that I had that music queued up, so I just wanted me. to play it. Eli Dude, was so excited about I that. I was so excited. I'm sorry, everyone, but it Dear needs to be done. Diary. Uh, anything else about this game stand out to you guys? Nope. <laughs> I mean, it was an easy one. No, yeah. I like I like Kuzma's Kuzma's rebounding. I yeah. thought was exceptional. I think like the Lonzo Lonzo set the tone for that game. I think really well. He kind of faded, but I think once again you can kind of tell what our energy and focus level is going to be by like the first six minutes of Lonzo. Yeah. Yep. And Ingram was playing in front of his friends and family. I think Ingram. North Carolina. I, I still really love the way he's playing. Like I know his his shooting percentage wasn't great, but he's so aggressive. He really like he. I don't know why people are not making him go left more because he really, really wants to go yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. But he gets to the rim like all the time. And then he's still leading the league and elbowing dudes in the face <laughs> as he cross brings the ball back. Over. Oh, it's great. Use those, use those elbows. Yeah, Throw them both. Uh, he does a good job of the Lakers offense. Doesn't pass well out of the pick and roll, but when they get a switch, Ingram usually takes it at a big guy, which right. is why he always ends up going right. Cause like, the picture right, if you go right, to Lakers right. if you go to Lakers.com, the picture on the homepage is of Brandon Ingram going right around Amir Johnson, who clearly shouldn't be guarding no, him. No, he should not be guarding him. Uh TJ McConnell reaching in to draw a foul on the same play, by the way. But that's <laughs> the thing, like he couldn't someone who was guarding him like I mean and obviously you put up a big line against Kevin Durant, but when his guy is guarding him, they can force him into a tougher spot, but as soon as you get a big guy on Ingram, he can go wherever he wants. He just backs him out, yeah. and, and they got no shot. Man, he's just learned to get that step around people. I know, and he's he must be so much stronger because yeah. he looks strong in this picture. He's like dislodging them, like they're bouncing off. You know who's 
the strongest dude in the league, I'm convinced, is Julius Randle. He's a bulldog, People man. are <laughs> flying off of him. I mean, he draws a lot of charges that way because I think it's like one of those legit – it's not even like the guys are flopping. They're like literally getting steamrolled over, and he gets called for a lot of charges yeah, on that. But he's he springy. is so strong. Imagine if you were just a beast like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I would Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> I, bang, I bounce off of everything. Maybe after your amateur weightlifting competition. What if I deal? really went for it? Like, what if I really – just like put on like 50 pounds of muscle. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Your voice would change too, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to do a lot of roids, like casual roid, roid <laughs> Yeah. Real quick about Jordan Clarkson. If, if he, do you guys see him in the future for the Lakers franchise? I think if we're good, he seems like the perfect instant offense six, six man, man yeah, role. For sure. Do you think we're going to keep him or trade him it, to me it's just a it's a financial call that i don't i don't understand the cap well enough but he he has a contract that we could probably move mm-hmm. 17 million i think he's yeah making. Would, you guys, two years? would you guys be upset if he's not on our team i he, would but i'm gonna be upset when everyone's not on our team like i'm gonna miss julius too yeah. but i know that in order for us to get like way better we're gonna have to give up people so if paul george comes to the lakers Brooke Lopez, contract expires. I will not miss Brooke Lopez. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, contract expires. I will not miss him that much. Who slots in where? Lonzo Ball is the starting point guard. Yeah. Who's the starting two? Clarkson? Does someone else come in? I would, I would play Paul George. I would, I would basically do positionless, positionless basketball, mm-hmm. basically, and have Paul George play the two if LeGron Flames oh, yeah. is also there. LeDron Bames. Like, basically, it's just like wings. Yeah. You know, it's not even like... What if LeBron doesn't Yeah. What if LeBron doesn't show? Well, then I'll cry (laughs) into a pillow. No, I don't know. we need one guy in there. Yeah, I don't know. But then you have all this cap space. I don't think we know who those guys are yet. I would re-sign Julius, maybe. Hmm. He's an interesting... But I think Cousins might be in play. I think there's going to be other guys in play. I just think it's interesting. I mean, we're developing like this love for these players right now. And I know. Who knows whether they're going to be around or not. I know. I, I At this point, I'm attached to Ingram. Ingram and Lonzo are probably the only two you can almost guarantee are going to be on. I'm definitely yeah. attached to them, but I'm growing attached to Julius and, and Jordan Clarkson as well. Me too, a little I bit. I like them. Me too. I like them, and they play hard. I like that they're a duo, too. That is their yeah. Luke Walton feather in the cap. Everybody's always playing hard. They're always playing hard. And he's learning. Luke's getting better. Both teams play hard. Oh, God, that was the greatest interview of yeah. all time. Both teams play what, hard, what, man. What interview is this? Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace. Wallace. Uh, I forget what year it was. Both, it was the same year he dropped the both CTC. Teams play hard. Both teams play hard. <laughs> both teams play hard, my man. Both teams play hard, my man. That and straight cash, homie, are my two favorite like impromptu Sheed. moments. Oh I like goodness. the Sheed cut the check. Long yeah. as they yeah. CTC. Yeah. Long as they CTC. There's Randy no... Moss was uh, straight cash. Straight ca- yeah. There's no good Sheed characters in the league right now, are there? Draymond's the closest. Yeah, that's right? true. Draymond's probably the closest. But he's yeah. not as he's not as bad. No, no, he's yeah. not as crazy. Exactly. Yeah, the league needs more crazy. Sheed was really good. Also, Sheed is kind of my like one of the top guys in my like who would be awesome now in like today's NBA. Oh, like, Rashid was a stretch five yeah. before that was a thing. Yeah. I also feel like the NBA just needs a lot more loose cannons. We don't have that many like Steven Jackson, yeah. Ron Artest, Lance, Lance, Lance Stevenson. Well, he's still oh, he's playing. Still, yeah, yeah, we got him. He's There's still one. blowing in people's ears. Rashid <laughs> Wallace. We had a lot of loose cannons in the like, early 2000s. Oof, yeah. Rodman. We, Oakley. We need those back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, they're you're trying. Right. They're trying to keep a keep a lid on the league. The NBA is like everyone's th- too aware of their like brands and stuff. Yeah. But I still think there's room for your brand to be loose cannon. Yeah. That's a good brand. You yeah. just have to be like sort of loose cannon because the NFL right. has Controlled. some loose cannons and they're beating the hell out of women. No. Yeah. 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 Wrong yeah, kind of loose that. cannon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, we had another. So Dwight, we played Dwight. We had another. Uh, he reminded us what we want to do another starting five. Today. Oh yeah, because I I still am on firm like I hate Dwight. Okay. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll own that and uh, I so, hate him. So open up our starting five then. So we were talking about um, people who once donned the purple and gold that we really didn't like for mm. the entirety of their Laker experience. Um, our least favorite Lakers and peripheral char- peripheral Lakers characters. We're going yeah. to expand that out. To be honest, there's not that many, so I wanted to expand it to non-players right. as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't but remember the ones I hate. they have to be identifiable with the Lakers. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't remember the ones I hate all that well. Well, let me refresh your memory. My first one is, at point guard, Smush Parker. <laughs> a player I hated, A, because he sucked. And B, because he reminds me of a dark period. It was a rough time. Of the Lakers, where he was our starting point guard. And I believe he was out of the league like a year after that. Yeah. Where's Smush at right now? Just I dominating no like pickup games? I think he was the server at Ruth's Chris. <laughs> oh, God. I hope he joins the big three soon. He's too fat. Yeah, he's, he's, like a, he's a big he's three all by himself. small three. <laughs> Uh, Do you have any particular, like, worst memories of Smush? Um, I just, well, I feel like there was a weird moment where, and I could be totally butchering this, but I feel like he almost feuded with Kobe for some reason. There was, like, he made, he made some, like, was that true? That was an epic feud, yeah. Yeah. What was the, do you remember what the source of that was? I think Kobe basically said, like, they had me out here playing with Smush Parker. Which is correct. <laughs> when he, like, traded a demand, made a trade demand. Yeah. Well, that was when was everybody right. was getting on Kobe's case for taking too many shots. And he was like, right. what am clowns. I supposed to do? Pass this, dude. Look at these damn clowns. Yeah, so, but I still, Kobe was probably in the wrong, and I defend him wholeheartedly. Which is care. my official stance on Kobe Bryant. All right. We, so we got starter number one. Dan, yeah. do you have a, uh, a player or... I mean, you could take Dwight if you want. No, Dwight's too easy. I can't do that. I'm going to go with very short-lived uh, guy that was supposed to solve the Lakers' point guard problems, turned out to be kind of crappy, and then didn't even come back to the Lakers. Anyway, uh, Ramon, don't call me Ramon oh, Sessions. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a really good one, that, actually. He was one of those guys, who too, who was always rumored to be going to the Lakers. There were certain guys that were always like, they, the Lakers, you know, they love Ramon Sessions. Yeah. We, they and then we got guard. him and he sucked. He was terrible. And then we tried to get him back even though he was terrible. And he was still like, nah. Yeah. Nah. And now he can't even get the backup point guard job in Washington? Is that where? No. New York. He got run out of the New York Knicks locker wow. room for being worse than the carcass of Jarrett Jack and rookie Frank, uh, silent, silent T. Nilakina. Yeah. Uh, so screw That's you, one. screw good you, one. Ramon. I Sessions. forgot about Ramon. That, that is a really good one. All right, Eric. The, the one I have, it's not so much hate, but it's more just like a, a disappointing character. Um, Jody Meeks. I I just thought like he was. I I had this image that he was going to knock down all these threes. He sucked. Yeah. When he was on the Lakers, <laughs> he sounds like a Fox News host, like a <laughs> yeah. female Fox News host. Like, and now Jody Meeks. Yeah, exactly. On, on Fox and Friends. <laughs> He's also, I mean, he's hard to hate. He just had, like, a nice face, you know? Yeah, yeah he did. A nice punum. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a nice punum. But still, I, it was just like, a, I remember being constantly disappointed by Jody Meeks. Were yeah. we constantly disappointed in everything that happened on that team during the Jody Though Meeks? Though I do believe yeah. that he was a client of my cousin, Agent. I retract Batman. everything. <laughs> Jody <laughs> Meeks will have Sorry, you on the Dave. program in a heartbeat. Okay, so we got three, Eli. Let's go. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to cheat here a little bit. This is going to be a two for one. Okay. Because they're the same guy. 
Chris Mim, Travis Knight. Ooh. That's a slash of kind of useless mm. white guys. But I do want to say... You didn't like Travis Knight. I did not. The only thing that I liked about both Chris Mim and Travis Knight is our very tall, wonderful friend, Nick. We used to sometimes occasionally pretend like he was, was Travis Knight and tell people that when we were like <laughs> on, the, on the road somewhere. We'd be like, you know who that is? That's Travis Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he was like a six nine like white guy, like trying to get into like Ruth's yeah, Chris. Try, yeah, exactly, yeah, trying to skip the lines. <laughs> Did yeah. anyone ever fall for it? No, I think so. I think most people were like, oh, all right, because <laughs> it's like no one knew who Travis Knight was. Yeah, so was, that was one of the problems with that strategy. But we enjoyed it. <laughs> we had a good time. Um, and I, uh, I'm but struggling. What, what in particular did you not like about those two characters? Well, Chris Mim, I kind of he was he had really bad hands. I think both mm. of those guys had really bad hands, and that to me is the most frustrating thing to watch as a fan. For a Qu- big man. Kwame Where, hands? Kwame hands. I didn't yeah. want to include Kwame in here because I've always had a soft spot for Kwame. Yeah, because, I don't hate Kwame. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Jordan was so he, mean he, to him. He broke him within he a week. He broke his spirit. Uh, but those guys who would get the ball and then... I, it's like the move where you like try to gather yourself and the ball just flies <laughs> out of your hands, out of bounds. It's a frustrating thing. It, it was always very frustrating mm. to me, but... You know, I'm sure they're nice guys. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know if I have a second Laker that I. I like. Uh, I, I'm looking up Lakers rosters from like the last yeah. seven years to see some of these dumb names and faces to see if I could recall them. And I feel like the one. And I don't hate the player at all. Don't I hate just the player, hate, hate the game. I just hate what he stood for in terms of like this was what the Lakers were trotting out there. Ryan Kelly. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, and I'm I'm looking he at the Lakers. Duke, right? I think he Another might. Yeah, I hate, to hate yeah, I hate Duke players. Just like yeah, he played for Duke. because uh, he was on like the Lakers 2013 roster and 2014 roster. It was just like, don't worry, guys, something better is going to be there soon. And we just kept trotting like 30 minutes yeah. of Ryan Kelly, who was clearly slower and worse at shooting and poor at defense than pretty much anybody he was dealing with. Yeah. And so I got no problem with Ryan Kelly other than the fact that we had to watch him for right. three I think, years. Right, I think that is how part of this works, too, is like people who remind you of sad eras. Like even Dwight, Ugh. I think that was such a disappointing mm-hmm. period of time that he became emblematic of. Another guy that reminds me of a sad period, I don't want him to be mine, but is Eldon Campbell. He yeah. always comes to my mind. I actually, really li- I actually really like yeah, Eldon that's, Campbell. That's why I'm not going to include him, because he just seems kind of funny. He had like this this weird sort of flat affect face all yeah. the time. He looked dumb yeah. all of the time. All the time. Mouth I think your dad like... had a thing, because I think he was numbered double zero. Yeah, it was zero. And your dad had a thing, which is like, <laughs> that's his IQ, too. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Randy Noble comment. Yeah. He was well. He had his like his mouth was always hanging open, like Paige Stoyakovich. Yeah, like he had that big uh, sort of uh, second wind thing. But I actually really liked Eldon Campbell, and I always remember. I feel like Chick Hearn was still alive when Eldon Campbell was on. Oh the yeah, right? yeah. yeah and sure. I just remember every year I'd hear the ah, you know, Eldon Campbell is like the only Laker in history to increase his scoring average the first eleven years of his NBA career, and it was like four points, five points, right, six right, points, right. seven. Every year he'd add one point to so his that's scoring. That's kind of average. what should happen. Yeah. Uh, so I actually I liked Eldon Campbell because he reminds me of Chick Hearn. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he did look so dopey, and that zero on the back matched the O that his mouth was always. Yeah. I think my dad's comment was like he has a walnut for a brain. Yeah, a walnut <laughs> think, for yeah. a brain. <laughs> I don't know I where it. that comes from. I don't know from. where that comes from. My dad either. has a lot of like weird sayings from like West Covina. All right, <laughs> all right, Eric, bring us home on West this. Kobe. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's just recap. We had Smush. 
We had Ryan Kelly. We had Ramon. Ramon. I don't even remember who I did. Uh, Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks. Oh, thank you. Also on this team was Ryan Kelly, by the way. They were uh, yeah. duos. Um, I'm going to do a non-player. Yeah, good. Uh, this is just a fan I cannot stand. Good, good. This will segue. I cannot stand. Uh, Norm Pattis. Norm Pattis. Go, so Eric. Go if, in. If you guys don't know who Norm Pattis is, he's the dude who sits courtside yeah. near the Lakers bench. He always has a rolled up program so obnoxious. in his hands. And he always stands up after timeouts and claps with the rolled program in one hand and like a hand in the other. It doesn't even make any noise. Yeah. And he just like, he seems, he first of all, he's not ridiculous enough no. to, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Where did he make his money in like the radio business? I think I Is think that he, what it was? I think he owns like um Westwood One or whatever, oh. like the radio conglomerate. I'm trying to put my finger on what's so I know dislikable exactly. about it. I have a theory, which is that he thinks he's part of the team. There it is. Say more about that. He th- he thinks he's like You're right. He both, did down Westwood One. Both like the number one fan and like the eighth assistant coach. No, you're just a multi millionaire. You're just a rich guy who got in on a good seat. That's exactly he like slaps players on the ass. Yeah, exactly. He's like <laughs> Yeah, he's like a Kobe. Go left next time, bud. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, I I agree. And and so one thing that I was talking about with a friend of mine this week, who's basically saying casually that he thinks the Laker fans are the worst in the league, which I vehemently oppose. And I actually think like the reason why is because guys like Norm Pattis are our most visible. Like our bad fans are all very visible. They're all the rich people very in visible, the front. Yeah. Um, like he specifically cited that guy who has the, who makes the signs. Mm. By the way, that's one of my, uh, my quest guys is to have him on the podcast. I'm okay. Well, do it. I, I'm about <laughs> to, guy. I'm about to <laughs> talk him for a second. But, Perfect. But please come on the, the pod and defend yourself. Yeah. Um, that guy looks to me like he's the kind of guy who has like $5,000 in cash in his sock. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> what I aspire to be. But yeah, he, he, you don't? he makes up these signs for like the real deal for like Brandon Ingram or like Zoe time. I like don't know where, like that's one of my questions for him. Where does he get these yeah. signs? Does he make them? Yeah. He, is he commissioning someone? Does he have a 3d printer? I got a yeah. sign. I got a sign guy. Yeah. I got a sign guy. <laughs> but anyway, I think like our worst guys are our worst fans are all at the front. They're those people that, that like think that they're part of the team. And then the people who like are texting in the front rows, which I think gives everyone a really bad, Oh, yeah. You know, gives our fans a bad name. Because if you go in the 300 level, our fans are the best. Like, we are... That's, that's the only tickets I could afford if I wasn't going... <laughs> Those are people who are bringing food from home. They're bringing fried chicken. <laughs> bringing They're fried bringing chicken. fried chicken in for the whole family and, like, popping their jerseys. I also want to shout out our road fans are really good. Yeah. Like, at that Charlotte game, we we were very active on the fans. But I tip. think that's maybe a reason that people hate our fans because there's always those fans that away games that just yes. like are really aggressive. Right. And I think that's what people, what, that's which what would annoys be annoying. People. Yeah. It really annoys people, <laughs> but we're not bad fans. Like the heat fans are bad fans. Yeah. Hawks yeah. fans are bad fans. They don't, we're obnoxious what Hawks, fans. What Hawks the fans. Hornets fans were horrible. They did. They, it was no. like so quiet. It was a, it was a fun game. Like the, I think uh, the crowd, the uh, commentators were like, it's very, very dead in here. That's weird. Cause the Philly, I got to 
hats off to the Philly crowd. That that was like a playoff atmosphere. That place was going nuts. Part of that was LeVar Ball just making a ruckus in the yeah, corner. Yeah, which is tremendous. <laughs> that was so awesome. He I'm was just so like in on LeVar. flailing his arms and just riling up the Sixers fans. He's base. a crazy person. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So far, it hasn't backfired Give too it much time. yet. It will. Give it, it will. Time. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to defend our fan, our fan base. We'll, yeah. we'll need Laker hater Sonny on here to uh, we'll have to have like a debate about that. I'm so yeah. sick of the 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 uh, Sonny used a good word, the trope, the the story that uh, that L.A. fans are late arriving and early, early to depart. Has anyone tried to get downtown in this city on a weekday? Have you guys tried yeah, this? It's a mess. It's a hot so mess. So be- yeah, before anybody tries to call out fans, like Dodger fans take a lot of heat for arriving late. But I've left my home, and which is where we're sitting right now in West Los Angeles, which is as the crow flies, like 15 miles from Dodger Stadium and like 12 from Staples Center. Not particularly far. I've left here at five, and I've arrived just in time oh for tips at like 7:40. You so, should take a helicopter like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you Ryan. got to. I need to work. You got to get that, that helicopter. I need status. to. I need to chop for my ass into some of these games. There are uh, there are more like bus and subway lines that are getting out this way, but I I don't know if those will get me home at any point. Like, do they even yeah, run at eleven o'clock at night? But maybe with the Olympics happening, this is all going to get short up. That would yeah, be, that like, would be cool. Don't wonder when is that? Like twenty twenty six? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we're alive by then. All right, let's roll out our our last piece for today. What do we um, got? I'm so stoked. Game show time. All right. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Here on Ball In, Ball Out, we're going to play Who's That Laker? (laughs) I'm your host, Chick Hernia. Here we go, folks. Oh, my goodness. I'm so All right. So this is how this game is going to work. I have a Laker. I have assembled some trusty facts about said Laker. Now, the way this is going to work, it's going to be a little bit family feudish. Whoever kind of rings in on this first one will have control of the board. And then I'm going to ask more questions about this same Laker as time goes on. First, okay. let's meet our contestants. <laughs> All right. Dan Bespris. Uh Hi, guys. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So you need to do like when Alex Trebek like asks for a weird fact oh, about we, them at the beginning. It's yeah. so haven't awkward. I reve- haven't I revealed all of my weird facts on this story? <laughs> oh, here's a weird fact about my life. Uh, my child had a diaper rash, so he had to go nude basically all week. I mopped the floors before you guys arrived, but it was covered in pee before you got here. Hey. Hey. Contestant all right. number one. <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds messy. Now, bringing over to contestant number two, it says here that you took a train to Irune. <laughs> That's just too long of a story to explain to <laughs> listeners. Thank you for that, uh, putting me on the spot. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I was the one that pissed on your carpet, Dan. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Well, so I'm glad we're going head to head right now. <laughs> that is embarrassing. All right, guys. So the way this game's gonna work, I'm gonna <laughs> name some f- some facts about this Laker player. Now, the key thing is he had to play for the Lakers for more than three years. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. So here we go. First person, just chime in when you think you know the answer, and then you will have control of the board. Should we get like it right. yell our own name to buzz in or something? Sure. All, All right. right. So this foreign-born sharpshooter played for the Los Angeles Lakers from 2004 to 2010. He was drafted. Dan. To- go ahead, Dan. Sasha Vujacic. It is Sasha Vujacic. The Dan, machine. You control the board. All right. So what do All I do right. now? What do I do? I'm going to ask you questions, and you're going to guess. They're going to be multiple choice questions. Oh, okay. If you get it wrong, Eric can steal. <laughs> I'm stealing this. All right. I just like that I got one. Okay. 
Also, did we have a sound effect for Dan getting that yeah, right? Yeah, give me my win. Come on, man. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. We're man. new to this, folks. Bear with us. Oh, thank you. I feel much better about that. Oh, that was oddly it's satisfying. It's a work in progress, guys. <laughs> oddly satisfying. All right. Oh, I found some awful things about Norm Pattis. I want to bring those up after the game show. <laughs> in the 2007-8 season, Sasha Vujicic made eight, 118 of his 273-point field goal attempts, setting the Lakers' single-season record for th- three-point percentage. However, this player broke that record in 2008-2009. Oh, my goodness. Was it Mike Penberthy, Kobe Bryant, no, or Vladimir Radmanovich? Mm, I'm going to go Vlad Rad. That is correct! <laughs> nice. Sound effect, sound effect. Hold on, and... Hey, hey, it's on okay. a different page than the other ones. <laughs> all right. How did he not make the list in our starting five for today? He was an, uh, he was an uh, honorable mention in mine, along with Samaki Walker. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Question number two. Can you spell Sasha Vujicic? Ooh, good uh, Sasha is, I think, the way you'd expect. S-A-S-H-A. And the last name is V-U-J-A. C-I-C? Correct! Hey! Right. It's an A, not an E. I would have said an E. It is an A. Oh, Dan, that was impressive. Thank you very much. Eric, yeah. Eric, how are you feeling? You have not controlled the board yet. <laughs> I, I'm coming in hot. I just think Dan really knows. It. Where, where was Sasha Vujicic from? That's the next question. Hold on. Oh, oh, Hold on. <laughs> and we're going to change the format here because we're learning on the fly. This is a fun game, and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crowd. They're riled <laughs> up. Okay, so, Eric, this is question is for you. Okay. Oh, because I just exposed myself that what I don't know What country this. is Sasha Vujicic from? Well, it's multiple choice, I think. Do you get three? Yes. Oh, okay. The Czech Republic. Okay. Hmm. Serbia. Uh-huh. Or Slovenia. Yeah, Slovenian. Oh. Absolutely. I know that one. Oh, Eric, nicely that done. is correct. Nicely done. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that. That's why I'm so good at test taking, I think. I'm really good at multiple choice. You are very good at multiple choice. I would choice. not have known that answer had you not given me the multiple well, choice. Well, you nailed it, Eric. Okay, Great. so All let's right. see if we can keep that hot streak going. <laughs> That's good. I think I might have guessed Serbia. I would have gotten that wrong. How do you Eric say the machine in Slovenia? Come on now. A, Mensha. B, Krauja. Or C, Stroge. Stroge. Eric, you know you're Slovenian. Yes. Incredible. Very impressive. Did you go mensch like the Yiddish for like a good boy? It was mensche. Oh, okay. I don't know. I made up a word that I thought sounded Slovenian. All right. Well, Dan, this next question is for you. Mm -mm. Was Sasha Vujicic actually good at shooting? Yes, no, (laughs) or not really? Hard yes. I think I'm getting a no on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, for the steal. Not really. That's yes. correct, Eric. He was not actually very was, good uh, at shooting. He was Shenanigans. A, he was a very good shooter in practice. That's correct, Eric. Where he got the term stroge from. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but he during the game, he yeah, he... Exactly. Really you shoot. get bonus points for the correct answer, which is good in practice. <laughs> nice. All right, Eric, you Dan. have control of the board. Thanks. What are we? What, yeah. What are our points at? I think Eric three has three to two. Three, Dan. Yeah, three to no. Uh, are we tied? 
Actually, you guys are tied at three. Oh. Okay. Ooh. How okay. many more do we have? There are three questions remaining. Oh, okay. my God. Eric, this question is for you. I'm going to steal. In 2010, Sasha Vujacic was traded to which <laughs> Eastern Conference team? The Bulls? I think I know this one. The Nets or the Hawks? The Nets. That is correct, uh, yes. Eric. All right, all right. Vignettes. I really wanted to steal that one. Uh, Dan gets this next one. Dan, this question is for you. I'm going to biff this one. <laughs> if I lose this, I lose. Pressure on. After his stint with the Nets, Sasha played for which country currently led by a crazy person? Oh, no. Turkey, Iran, or the United States? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Turkey. Turkey okay. is correct. That is a correct answer. How do you pronounce... Is there a bonus question for how to pronounce tur- the Turkish president's name? Erdogan? Erdogan. Erdogan, Erdogan. So okay. we're 4-4 four, four and there's only You're one four, left? You're 4-4. So now this is going to be... Oh, whoever answers whoever first. Whoever answers boop, boop, boop. first. Okay. But you have oh. to wait till I finish reading the options. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Sasha Vujicic dated which f- tennis oh. star? God damn it. A, Anna Kornikova, B, Maria Sharapova, C, Svetlana Kutnetsova, or D, Michael Chang? (laughs) That's why you wanted us to wait. Yes, it was important to get D in there. Uh, Anna Kornikova. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Dan, for the steal! Oh, is that not right? That is not right. Maria Sharapova? And Dan is the winner! Dan is the winner! Thank you for having me on the program. It's been a blast. I'm so sorry to Eric Noble. Does this mean I have to wear a wig of shame? (laughs) (laughs) But Dan, you're the first winner of Name That Laker. Good night, everybody. Eli, I love that, man. That was great. Well, that was fun. Really good questions. Yeah, well done. Thanks, guys. Good research. Stroge. How did you find find those? I I went to all kinds of weird places on the web, but mostly Wikipedia. (laughs) I loved it. Stroge. Well, that we was should, fun, guys. We should have a bonus one too for our fans. Like, do a, like the hardest one. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to think of some more uh, I'm, creative. I'm all about fan engagement, as yeah. you guys can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is good with outreach. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan, you had something that you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, about Norm uh, Pattis. Don't don't Google search Norm Pattis these days. Apparently, he's being sued for he's at two for different being a lawsuits. Bad Laker fan. Yeah. Uh, he's being sued for asking a colleague if he could touch their their breasts. Oh, and he's being wow. sued for apparently brandishing a knife and a gun in a meeting. <laughs> so Norm Pattis is slipping. Eric, I could have... get his seats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And Eric, once again, an excellent diagnosis <laughs> for being a slime bag. Yeah, you, the DSM five. By the way, I'm very like giddy with understanding how sound effects yeah, work. Yeah, Eli's getting hot on the soundboard right now, using a lot of drops. <laughs> this is a dream of mine. Yeah, so many drops. As a person who listens to Howard Stern. Someone's got to hold like, him back. This is my dream. <laughs> that was great. Well done. Oh, I'm glad. You guys played very well. Yeah. I got to come up with harder questions, I think. Yeah. No, that was good. No, I think that was a good level. Of I can't question. believe Eric got stroked. I can't believe Eric got. That was really well, yeah, golf it, clap for well, That was um, one of my prior girlfriends was Slovenian. <laughs> called, <laughs> called me a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's just really dumb. Sorry about that. Uh, no, that was great. That is a great way to exit a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Do we have anything else? Because I'd love to go out on. Take, well, Jay, who do, who do we play next? 
The Knickerbockers. Oh, right. Does Stroge still play for Can the Knicks? We... No, he doesn't I don't anymore. think so. No, I think he play... he's playing in Italy right now. Yeah, you're right. But at least we have the Stroge on the podcast. Yeah, we got the Stroge. <laughs> Dr. Stroge. <laughs> Take us out, Dan. Oh, man. Uh, this is ball in, ball out. This is, this is a fun one, guys. This I, is a good one. This is a good one. I'm Dan Basperis. Eli Bauman sitting to my right directly across from me. Dr. Stroge himself, Eric Noble. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with you midweek. Talk about the New York Knicks and an upcoming game against the Cleveland Cavaliers and possible future Laker uh, LeGron Bames. Did I get that right? That's right. Perfect. Uh, Have a wonderful week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.